People think I'm damaged goods. I'm worried about losing my job. Will I ever get a transplant? I want to see my children graduate from college. How can I afford this? I don't want to be a burden. I'm afraid. I'm overwhelmed with information. Sometimes I wonder if I'll ever fall in love and get married. I just want to play with my friends. You're listening to Kidney Talk, streaming health, happiness, and hope to the renal community with your hosts, Lori Hartwell and Stephen First. And welcome back to another Kidney Talk. Everybody, I hope, is happy and healthy this week. Yes, and we're we're going to have a great show today. I am so excited. I know. You you're, you you are buzzing. There's a, there's an air about you. As a matter of fact, before we got on the air, you were doing your famous Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah, impersonation. Yeah, so the candy man can. That's it? No, there was more to it than uh, that. I don't want to sing the whole song. I'm The Candyman? Can- yeah, the Candyman song by Sammy Davis. Right. That's going to be our theme song it, it for was this so, show. It was so real that I, you actually look like a small black Jewish man. Do you think man. I should? <laughs> you think? <laughs> I, I do kind of again, say, folks. I know. I mean, She's what am I supposed to say to this stuff? I mean, <laughs> I, <don't> I know. know. <laughs> but we have a special guest today, and she's very sweet. Yes, we're going to be talking to Verna Ellie, and, and she's going to be talking to us about how sweet life is, because she's got an amazing story, you know, that she we're going to hear all about an it. an absolute amazing story, yes. and I can't wait to hear I've heard it, but I want the folks but, to hear it. So when we come back, you're going to hear this amazing story of Verna Ellie and how she escaped from cannibals in Africa. No, that's the wrong one. The... That's the, the different story. That's the different story. No, we're going to be talking to Verna Ellie. Oh, Verna Ellie. <laughs> Don't right. mutilate a name again. Oh, I mean, okay. come on. we got to get it right. Okay. Um, so she didn't escape from cannibals in Africa? No. No, she's been living with diabetes since the age of eight. Um, back in 1980. Not a boyfriend, but she's been living with diabetes. Diabetes, yes. I, I see. <laughs> and then she was diagnosed with kidney disease in 2001. And uh, she Was recently, that from her diabetes? Yes. Her well, kidneys failed from that. We're going to ask her. Yeah. And uh, she basically got a kidney pancreas transplant a little over a year ago, which we're going to hear about. Oh, she's a double-double. Yeah, she's a double-double. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, and she's also um, a project manager for the Renal Support Network. So I get to work with her every day. And so I want to, when we're on um, on the radio, don't ask her what she thinks about working with me. Please, okay. I ask you. That. I promise. It'll okay. be my first question. So when we come back, we will talk to Verna Ellie. That's right. When we come back, I will ask Ask her how she likes working for Renal Support Network. <laughs> oh, I just love pretzels. Let's let me see here. One serving is six pretzels. What are they kidding me? Who only ate six pretzels? <sighs> I have to stay on my renal diet. I know. I can bite part of one pretzel, then bite the side of another pretzel. And then I hook them together, and I can count that as one pretzel. Mm. Boy, that was good. You know what I love now? A big gulp. Now if I fill it up halfway, and then drink it, and refill it to the top, now that won't count towards my daily fluid intake. Or will it? Make the connection. Eating high-sodium foods makes you thirsty, which will make you retain more fluids. Do you want to share a tip on how to stay within your fluid limit? Email us at kidneytalk at rsnhope.org and we'll let our listeners in on your different tips. Who can take a sunrise? Who can take a sunrise? Sprinkle it with you. Sprinkle it with you. Sprinkle it with you. 
Hello, it's Verna Ellie. I love Verna Ellie. Verna, how do you spell your name? It's V-I-R-N-A. And what is the nationality of that? That is actually an Italian name, although I am a Filipino-American woman. <laughs> you are a Filipino-American woman. You know, I have learned so many... Uh, so much about Filipinos recently because basically all my texts in my dialysis unit are all Filipino. Absolutely. And 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 I'm learning a little bit of Tagalog. Do you speak Tagalog? I do. You do? I do. Yes. Give me a little bit. of Say hi. How are you in Tagalog? Kumusta ka na? Ah, I love that. I love Tagalog. I also love Filipino food. I'm starting to Yes, to no, it's that. delicious. The actual nachwush with the sauerkraut. Oh, that's not the Filipino food, though. No, that's the uh, Jewish no. one. No. Well, what, Sorry. well, we're going to talk about, you know, how... And Stephen, s- it's Tagalog. Tagalog. <laughs> With yeah. a G I actually on thought end. it was, too, but I didn't want to correct myself. Are you and then, correcting then, me again? No, I wasn't. She was. And I so was I was going to say... It's Tagalog, but I, I thought it was, but I didn't oh, want to actually... Oh, I'm thinking of the anyways. song Good Golly, Miss Molly. <laughs> oh, that's the, that's the difference. Well, we're okay. going to be talking to Verna about her living the sweet life. She's just um, accomplished so much in the last couple of years. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey. Where should I start? Diabetes? Well, how old are you, anyway? <laughs> you look very young. Now, Stephen, you should never ask a woman's age. And secondly, you're going to drive more people to our website because they're going to want to see what I look you, like. Uh, let me tell you something. You should go to the website. Is there a picture on the website? Yes, it is. you got to see this woman. She is gorgeous. No, no. No cyber stalkers, please. <laughs> Absolutely she gorgeous. She did some modeling for um, the organ. Uh, what was it in your local area? Washington Regional Transplant Consortium. So she was the poster child. That and is they right. used her photos. So. And she's also on MySpace too, right? Or... <laughs> no, that's that's my niece. Oh, that's your niece. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, how old are you? I'm actually 34 years old this year. Oh my gosh. Yes. You. She looks so much know, younger she than does. 34. She look like she's in her 20s. Oh my gosh. 25. Wow. Well, what was your life before you know you received a kidney pancreas transplant? I mean, you just celebrated your one-year anniversary. Yes, your I kidney did. pancreas transplant. So, tell us a little bit about yourself before that. You know, before transplant, I, just like most people who are waiting for a kidney, was on dialysis. And it wasn't an easy road for me either. But even before that, I really thought that I was living the good life. I really thought my life was sweet because what I had been taught that I should strive to achieve in my life was exactly what I was going for. I had a great job. I was a young executive in a consulting firm. I had a great place, you know, living in a hot town in the city and... I had, I really thought I had it all going the right way. And you didn't know when you were diagnosed with kidney disease. It was very sudden. That correct? is correct. So how old were you when you got diagnosed with kidney disease? This was 2001, so five years ago. Five years ago. That's and correct. you were this executive and you had a great job. And where That's were you right. living? I was living in Washington, D.C. In D.C.? Yes. And my gosh, and then you got kidney disease. It was gradual, though. I really uh-huh. honestly can say despite... All of the blood tests that I got, I really didn't see it coming. And it wasn't a case of denial. It was just so slow coming on that it was almost undetectable. Because you've been a diabetic since eight years old, That's right. I was diabetic for 24 years. And that really was the cause of the kidney failure. The combination of diabetes and high blood pressure ultimately is what brought on my my kidney disease. However, that is not always true of, of people who have the combination of diabetes and high blood pressure, it just means that you have a higher chance of developing chronic kidney disease. Right. 
So you basically were diagnosed with kidney disease and you started dialysis. Now you've been on peritoneal and hemo, correct? That's right. What'd you go on first? I was on in-center hemo first only because I made it to the dialysis unit via the ambulance. What do you I was mean? taken to the hospital uh-huh. and I had 60 pounds total of water weight. Part of it was in my tissues and I had fluid around my heart. I was in congestive heart failure. I had fluid in my lungs. They really thought at the time that no, I was second. suffering from second. some sort of Being pneumonia. Being a diabetic, I know you've gone to, you go to the doctor at a regular basis. Nobody detected? You they know? did. They did, but they were, it was, like I said, such a slow oncoming process that- but 60 pounds of fluid, that wasn't that slow, was it? Was, it? It, was, it happened in a three-month period between two doctor appointments. I go wow. to the doctor every quarter for my diabetes checkups. Right. And in between- the end of the last quarter and this one. The, the, the quarter I was in was when I really crashed and all of the symptoms came on. And were you feeling bad? Oh, I felt worse than you bad. Were going I don't to even school, know. Right? You were I was going, going to, school. to school full time and I was working full time and wow. toast mastering full time. And so, trying to keep all your activities up. Absolutely. Was trying to be in a wonderful new relationship and really just trying to be as active as possible at that point in my life. I started to feel. Worse and worse. Every day was something different. Every day I was less energetic. Did you notice you were gaining weight? My jeans aren't fitting me? I, you know. Truth be told, I didn't start to notice until the biggest pair of jeans that I managed to stow away in the back corners of my closet started to not fit as well. And at that point, I was literally trying to pull myself out of the car using the door frame as a lever. I was sort of wedging. I've been there. Yes. And you get out of the car and your heart's pumping so hard and you're out of breath and walking from the car, which is parked in front of the front door of my office building, into the front door, I had to lean against the doorway when I got there. It was that bad. And I was laid off from my job. Because? Because, no, no, because at the time that I was working, they had decided that they needed to downsize our organization. When I was laid off, I was able to maintain COBRA insurance coverage, and but only for so long. They give you a certain amount of months because of the size of our organization. So at the time that I was diagnosed with ESRD, kidney failure, I had no insurance. Wow. That's scary you it's know, in and of itself. Yes, right. because at that point, you're so sick, you don't have health insurance. I was laid off and living off of unemployment and savings and didn't have enough money to go to the doctor. Right. And what was your emotional state during that? Calm and in control, as usual. I don't panic until someone tells me to panic, and there was no one around telling me, Verna, you need to panic. panic. Right. I don't worry unless there's a reason to worry. So you received a kidney pancreas transplant a year ago. So tell tell us a little bit about what your life has been like and how it's changed so dramatically from that place of where... You were in this mode where you didn't have any health insurance. You didn't have, you know, you kind of, you had a boyfriend who stayed consistent, which I know is a wonderful, um, he's such an, a nice man. But uh, tell us what it's like since you've gotten this kidney pancreas transplant. Now I can truly say that I am living the sweet life. I have been afforded so many opportunities just because I talk about what I've gone through. I have not been afraid under any circumstance to say what it is that I've been through, what my situation was, and how I dealt with it. And in sharing, so many people have given me so many wonderful opportunities that I wouldn't have been able to get otherwise, including from you, Lori. And I'm really grateful. If I had not gone through what I have been through, that my life would have turned out this way. 
I really was on a different career path. I really had different intentions for myself, but I am absolutely thrilled with the way that life turned out. Life is sweet. You know, she's engaged. We're going to hear about that. She just bought a house. This is like your your signature year. You celebrated your one-year kidney pancreas transplant. She got engaged. She just bought her first house. And what, what, I'm trying to think what else. There, there was one other thing. I thought there was four I found things. a full-time job. Oh, she found a full-time job. Oh, and we're going to hear more about all this great stuff. I'm jealous of her. I, I want know. to be Verna. And she's beautiful, too. I want to be Verna, too. But now it's, it ruins it. You tell her she's engaged, and nobody's going to go to the website to I check her know. out. I know. I know. Steve, you better, you better act fast. That's all I can say. <laughs> all right, so when we come back, we're going to talk more with Verna Ellie. And now it's time to... Ask the nephrologist. What meds could have helped me slow down the deterioration of my kidney disease? And here's Dr. Alan Nissenson with the answer. Nephrologists have been uh, searching sort of for the holy grail of progressive kidney disease for many, many years. And there have been lots of studies, lots of things looked at. And for a while, it was felt that restricting protein in the diet was going to be the answer. And that if one minimized protein intake, not so severely that people got malnourished, but moderately uh, restricted protein in the diet, that somehow this would allow the kidneys to slow down in terms of the amount of work they did, and that if they didn't have to work so hard, they wouldn't deteriorate as quickly. Uh, And the National Institutes of Health funded a huge trial to study this question spent hundreds of millions of dollars and came to the conclusion at the end of the trial that restricting protein was not helpful. It was a huge disappointment to the medical community. And since that time, we've been looking for other approaches to slow the deterioration of kidney function. And now what we know is that a certain class of drugs called angiotensin-converting enzyme inhibitors, or ACE inhibitors, can be effective in slowing the progression of kidney disease. These are drugs very commonly used to treat high blood pressure, even in non-kidney patients. Very good antihypertensive medications, but have a unique effect on the kidneys to affect the blood flow to the kidneys in a way that uh, will maintain kidney function over a long period of time. So a general recommendation in anyone who has progressive kidney disease is to be on one of these drugs unless there's a contraindication. They're generally very well tolerated. Every now and then there'll be adverse reactions. Sometimes people get a dry cough that can be very irritating and require the medication to be stopped. Every now and then the blood potassium can go too high. It just needs to be monitored closely. But uh, other than those two side effects. These drugs are well tolerated. And there's absolutely clear evidence that when taking these, patients will have a slowing in the progression of kidney disease. So if you're not on these, the, the other point that's worth making is that if you were to ask nephrologists what medications slow the progression of kidney disease, my guess is 100% would give you the right answer and say, oh, ACE inhibitors, and everyone knows that. Now, if you were to go into the same nephrologist's office, pull out all of their charts for all of their patients with kidney disease, and see what fraction are on ACE inhibitors, and this has actually been done, you'd find about 30 to 40%. So 
this is another example where doctors have a great understanding of what needs to be done, but for whatever reason, don't do it. And this reemphasizes why it's so important for patients to be educated. Because if you're not on an ACE inhibitor, you need to go into your nephrologist and ask him why you're not on an ACE inhibitor. And maybe there's a good reason because it was tried and you didn't know that and you had a complication or whatever. But the point is, you need to speak up and say, you know, this is an effective medication. Why aren't you getting it if you're not getting it? It's very important. And by increasing awareness on the part of nephrologists that patients know that this is important, the practice improves. I mean, that's how we get improvement in clinical practice. The Ask a Nephrologist segment of this program is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment from your physician. Always seek the advice of your own health care provider regarding your medical condition. The Renal Support Network and the Renal Physicians Association make no representations or warranties and provide no guarantees of any kind as to the accuracy of any information provided during the Ask a Nephrologist segment. What's the secret ingredient for delicious yet healthier meals? Why, Mrs. Dash seasoning blends, of course. The 12 varieties of Mrs. Dash are all made up with a unique blend of 14 natural herbs and spices to make side dishes snap, potato pop, and dinner stays unbelievable. And since Mrs. Dash has always been salt-free with no MSG, you can create great-tasting meals full of only one thing, mouth-watering flavor. Here's an easy-to-make, healthy recipe idea. Coat some boneless chicken breast in a mixture of Parmesan cheese, breadcrumbs, and Mrs. Dash Original Blend. Saute in extra virgin olive oil until done. Then give a small squeeze of fresh lemon juice and serve over your favorite pasta. Doesn't that sound good? Well, for more information, visit MrsDash.com. Mrs. Dash, salt-free, flavorful. Well, we're back with dream girl, Verna Ellie. So tell us about your new experiences coming up. What's this new pancreas transplant, the kidney, and how it's afforded you a new life? Well, like I said earlier, I have been afforded so many new opportunities. I have been very active in sharing with the community what it is that I've gone through, and more importantly, educating people on how it is that they can prevent what happened to me from happening to them. So I have been going out as part of different speakers bureaus, particularly for organ transplantation, also through the Renal Support Network's PEP program, which stands for Patients Educating Patients and Professionals. And so I go out and I talk, 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 talk until people's ears just Oh, it's close. perfect with you and Lori in a room. Exactly. It's rough going. I can never get you got a word in. <laughs> You know, it's interesting. You mentioned that you go around speaking and, and everything. I know that in my profession that even now, I, I'm I'm really quiet about having kidney disease. I don't tell people. And I'm coming out more and more as, as you know, I don't care anymore whether people know or not. But uh, I, it took a while for me to accept it. I, I, there's still a lot of people who have no idea that I have kidney disease. 
And do, did you find that? Were you were you embarrassed to tell people at first or worried that they would fire you? No, Stephen, actually, I have quite a different approach. And I think a lot of people love me, hate me, or be indifferent, but this is how I am. I'm forthright about what I go through because although this doesn't define who I am, it is a very large part of my everyday life. Being diabetic since the age of eight meant that I had to test my blood sugars. I had to leave the classroom to eat a mid-morning snack. I had to go to the nurse's office to take insulin shots. And I couldn't always find a convenient explanation from my childhood friends as to why it was that I was always sneaking off somewhere. So I figured the truth was easier than a lie because then I wouldn't have to untangle what it was that I told to who. Right, but that's in, in childhood. But I'm talking about in the professional world, being a, a young professional. I mean, you're not going to interview for a job and say, by the way, I'm I'm a diabetic and I have kidney disease. No, you know, you really don't have to paint it that way. Truth be told, when I'm asked, is there anything about you that would prevent you? Is there anything you'd like to share with us that would prevent you from doing your job to its fullest? My answer is no, because truthfully... Nothing that I go through health-wise ever affects my ability to do my job. I won't let it. Right. And you say nothing will affect it except for the three felonies that I have. Well, you know, <laughs> it's only when they do a security check. But ah. When Verna first contacted me, was um, she was really upfront about her illness and what she wanted to do with her life. About she wanted to help other people with kidney disease. Well, can you imagine? And somebody I think it actually helped you. her. I think it actually helped her get a job with the Renal Support Network. Um, that that knowledge base and that place of coming <laughs> out. To, coming out. I say coming out to want to. You've you know coming out to help other patients. Um, and her a sharing her story with other people has really helped immensely. Well, I can't imagine somebody calling you and saying, I have kidney disease, and you say, I'm sorry, I'm not going to hire you. We don't hire people with kidney disease. And whenever I'm traveling with Verna is that she, like, eyeballs every single dessert store that's going by. I because mean, she can eat it now, and you, no, you couldn't I know eat it that, before. But as somebody who who is not a diabetic, I really take that for granted. And I want to know, what is your favorite dessert? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> it will be quicker for me to name the ones I didn't like rather than tell you which ones I do favor best. Um, actually, it's it's a very different experience for me. For the first few months that I, after I received my kidney pancreas transplant, my biggest adjustment was thinking in the morning that I had to take my insulin, mm-hmm. that I needed to test my blood sugar, and I'd kind of have a freak out. I don't know any other way to explain it. I'd get in my car and head out to go somewhere and freak out literally while I was on the road because I swore that I forgot to take my insulin. Now, were you a really good diabetic patient as a child? And, I mean, did you test your blood sugar three and four times a day? No. Yeah, because I'm not, I got to say, I'm not a, I don't test my blood sugar. And, Dad, if you're listening, I said yes. They edited it out. (laughs) I mean, that's the only thing I'm not, I mean, I take my medications, I took my insulin. I just, you know, I, I hate, you know, I just hated taking the time. It wasn't the pain of being stuck. No, Stephen, I did too. And the problem for me was that it was always inconvenient because of the size of the machines, how incredibly long they took. I mean, I, back in 1980, the machine was bigger than my cell phone. Now right. they're smaller than my cell phone, and it's right. amazing because I can hide it in my pocket. Right. Before, I had to have an actual carrying case for the entire thing, and it took 10 minutes you got to calibrate it. You got to do all this special stuff. Count how many drops of blood you put on the little thing. It was so complicated and so cumbersome. So right. technology has improved again. It's a and blessing and a curse. People, 
the people who today who've been diagnosed, they don't realize what it was like in the past to no. test your blood sugar. Exactly not. I'm starting to feel like one of the parents' generation who say, well, I remember when we didn't have and we walked to school with no shoes and it was blazing hot in the Philippine heat. Right. So, I, you know, Lori, Lori says she remembers when she was on dialysis and they had rats on the turning wheel to turn the machine. <laughs> That's how old Lori is. That's how is. old it is. Yeah, I know. It's just our... Were you ever on the okay. pump? Like the the, uh, the insulin pump? No, I was not a what they call pumper because only because <laughs> I did so well with the multiple shot regimen. I was on flexible insulin therapy, so FIT is the acronym. Mm-hmm. And because I did so well on that as an adult, they decided that there was no real reason unless I wanted to go on the pump to change my regimen. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. So right. when you got your kidney pancreas transplant, you basically went in for the transplant. Uh, what was the recovery process like immediately? Were you able to eat sugar? They wouldn't let me eat anything immediately. For anyone out there who's been who's received a transplant of any sort that's in your abdominal area, you know that they are very cautious about introducing food to your system. They need to make sure that. So was it three days, four days, five days? I mean, well, when they brought the, they started to bring in semi-solid food, and I saw Jello. And I looked at the nurse and I said, is it sugar-free? And she said, no. And that was the first thing I ate on the tray. It was the best thing I'd ever eaten. Whipped cream and all. Boy, that's the only person I know that gets excited over jello. I know, I know. I always hated eating over somebody's house. And I, because, you know, my family, even though we were all fat, would never serve desserts. I don't know how we got fat because we never had desserts. And I'd eat dinner over somebody's house. And I always look forward to the dessert because that's something special, you know. And when they brought out fruit or jello, I wanted to die. You know, because I was waiting for them to bring out chocolate cake or something. Her favorite place is Starbucks. She loves Starbucks, and I'm not talking about your dog. No, I know. (laughs) (laughs) And what do you like at Starbucks? Everything. Everything. (laughs) In the morning, I like a grande, non-fat, peppermint skim mocha. Uh Uh-huh. And do you get a pastry to go with it? Now I do. I'm getting jealous, man, because <laughs> I, I still can't have that. And I, I'll never. But, but you know what? There's, it, like like everything, everything's come. I make my own pastries with sugar-free, and Splenda's been a fantastic, uh, you know, uh, addition to the diets and stuff like Well, you that. know, all, all jokes aside, Stephen, really, the reality of, of transplant is that it's not a cure. And that I know in the back of my mind that this is, I'm on borrowed time, really. That one day... And I hope it's a long time from now, just like every transplant patient hopes. One day, these organs are going to fail. And I'm going to be back on dialysis again, and I may be back on insulin again as well. So I'm trying to live it up while I can. I really want to live every moment enjoying it so that I have something to look forward to. Now, do you take a lot more drugs than normal for anti-rejection drugs because you have two organs? I think that's... an objective question. <laughs> I mean, instead of taking six, do you take 12 or? No, it's, I don't think, actually, I feel like really I take a lot less medication than I do when I was living with diabetes and also on dialysis. I take three immunosuppressant drugs twice a day, and I am no longer on blood pressure medication. I no longer take insulin. I no longer so have to take. you take three pills a day, twice a day? Just for my transplant, but I also I also have a low thyroid. I have hypothyroidism, so I take medication for that. And one of the side effects, this is the only side effect really that I, Knockwood, can report at this time. I have... Actually, this table is laminate, so... 
you're out of luck. Um, I suffer from uh, acid reflux, and it's it was brought on by the medications that right. I take. So I have to take prescription and acid reflux medication. Now, acid reflux, is that like heartburn? What is that That exactly? is, that is. That's the fancy terminology for heartburn. Oh, it's heartburn. Like everybody suffers from heartburn, right? Sure. Well, Especially if, if you're they lucky, eat a lot don't. of hot dogs and pizza and stuff like that, greasy well, foods. How does the work with the Renal Support Network really affected you being able to work with other patients across the country? It's given, working for the Renal Support Network has really made me appreciate the amount of resources that are available to me as a person. I realize there are so many people out there who contact us on a regular basis who say, I don't know where to start. I don't know how to find. I cannot reach. I can't get answers. I don't know who to talk to. And we're able to help these people where I once was in their situation. I didn't know where to go either. First place I thought was ask the professional. And they would give me a stack of handouts and say, read these, and there'd be websites and links. And I thought, well, but who's going to help me best? Where do I go for a specific question? So I had to do my own research. And I'm glad now that working with the Renal Support Network has given me an opportunity to be able to save people from that sort of headache and heartache. Don't you love that? I mean, I got the same thing. You know, here's a a thousand booklets and and pamphlets and what you need to know about your transplant. And they gave me one booklet, though, that saved my life. And it was the Renal Support Network booklet. And I called Lori Hartwell and she talked to me for an hour and a half. And I was thinking, my God. Get this woman off the phone. I got to go eat something now. It's the steroids. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, and it was it changed my life. And here I am on Kidney Talk, and the rest is history. <laughs> and this is, is the best gig you've ever had, right? Yeah. This is it, right? This, this is, is it. it. This, this is, is, it. is Kidney so Talk. So I guess your life is sweet. It's looking. What, what do you see for the future for yourself in closing? You've asked me this question before. I have. You said, how does, you, how does your future look in one word? Right when we shot the pet program. program. Yes, you're right. And how does your, what was your word? My word was limitless. Limitless. I remember that. And I really do feel that way. I feel that there is no limit to what I can achieve only because I I believe in myself. I believe I can do it despite the circumstances. And I hope that everyone else can find that belief in themselves as well. Well, we wish the best for the limitless Verna Ellen. And life is sweet with Renal Support Network with her here. I just want to say that. And uh, just just curiosity, what would if if you ever got engaged (laughs) and ever got married, what would your married name be, Verna? It would be Pitts. Pitts. No relation to Brad, of course. (laughs) uh, Verna Pitts, and you could say life is sweet, but life is also the Pitts. (laughs) (laughs) At that point, I would be the Pitts. Hi, Mom. Boy, that was some storm last night, huh? We actually lost power for a few minutes. Oh, you think that was bad? You should have seen the one back in 52. Well, now that you're on dialysis, you should really have a plan in case of an emergency. Ha! Last emergency I had was when you got your head stuck in the hamster cage. Scared the little fellow to death. Those big eyes just staring at him. I'm talking about emergencies, like severe weather, earthquakes, or power outages. What if there was no water or transportation to get you to dialysis? It's important to be prepared. You mean like carrying important medical information? 
or asking your facility for alternative arrangements for treatment, or preparing emergency stock of supplies, foods, and medicines, or learning what diet to follow if your dialysis must be delayed. You already knew all this? I've got to run, Sunny. I'm late for Taekwondo. Bye, Mom. Wow, Verna Ellie. She is limitless and beautiful and everything else. Elegant, and uh, she has so much poise. I think, and she speaks you know, really well. She does. She's an excellent speaker. Um, she's a part of Toastmasters. When she first contacted me at the Renal Support Network and said, I want to get involved, and I was actually looking to hire somebody, I thought, man, what a find. And we're so happy because she's really helping us, you know, make life sweet at the Renal Support Network by achieving our goals and uh, just a vital part of our organization. Right. And it, it, it's, it's a really a, a hardship, you know, especially on a child to be a diabetic. Can you imagine going to a, you know, I she's eight imagine. years old, a birthday party with 12 other little kids and everybody's eating ice cream and cake. I mean, I know that sounds very trivial, but, right. you know, you know, it would be hard for me at my age to go to a birthday <laughs> party <laughs> and turn down the cake exactly. and ice cream. Exactly. So let alone um, at eight years old. And, and, and <laughs> an eight year old, you know, the one thing kids fear the most and I know I did was having an injection you know and you know when I cut myself and I had to have a tetanus shot I mean I was so scared of the tetanus shot and to have you know to have you shoot yourself up three four times a day however many times she did you know shoot herself up and definitely adversity has introduced her to her mission in life because and I, I love think, yeah. her attitude and just straightforward this is what I've gone through um, you know either like it don't like it but this is what I'm gonna accomplish in life well and, you know it, it goes to show you um, you know how much attitude has to do with right. the way your life turns out right and you know somebody being a diabetic at eight years old and then getting kidney disease in their early 30s right. or, or late 20s and you know, it's it's like you could you could throw in the towel. And, and you she say, decided to use her experience and her knowledge and her education background and switch it and and come over and help people who've gone through the same thing she's gone through. And I think everybody listening out there needs to think about that. Needs to think about what do your experience in life teach you that you can go teach others so that they don't have to go through the same thing. And I think that's a real blessing when you find that. And as we leave this uh, show today, we are going to have, you know, you sing the uh, (laughs) Candyman song again. We'll bring in Sammy Uh, Davis at the same time. I'm saving my audition for American Idol. Oh, (laughs) but we'll do it together. Sammy's going to start now. And then we'll start too, okay? So you, who you, can make you, the sunshine? Sunshine, sun, I said sunrise. <laughs> I don't even know who the can, words. Who can make? I just forgot it. All right, we'll let Sammy do it. Who can make the We can control our own destiny. We can take charge of our health and ask questions about our medical options. We can form partnerships with our health care team. We can take steps towards self-improvement. We can be sensitive to the impact of our disease on our family. We can sing, dance, laugh, and enjoy our lives. We can appreciate today and look forward to tomorrow. We can help and support our fellow patients. We can pursue our hopes and dreams. We can make a difference.
Renal Support Network would like to thank everyone who has made this show possible. Kidney Talk's founding sponsor is Amgen. Generous support is provided by Roche Pharmaceuticals and Astellas. Friends of Kidney Talk are Abbott Laboratories, American Region, and Fresenius Medical Care North America. Thank you for helping us stream health, happiness, and hope to the kidney community. Visit rsnhope.org for more information. The opinions, recommendations, statements, and advice contained on Kidney Talk are for information only. You should not use the information on the show to diagnose or treat a health problem or disease without first consulting with a qualified health care provider. Please consult with your health care provider about any questions or concerns you may have regarding your condition or dietary regimen.